internet. That's the most American white lady story I've ever heard. This is the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm Stephen Buja. Wait, what? Wait, and who are you? I'm Robin Foster, wait, another white woman. Wait, who? Who? Where's Shakir? Where's the New Zealand, the tall, the, the pretentious one? Where's he? I will be playing the part of Shahir for now, but unfortunately, we still got a lot of whiteness going on here. So. Is he teaching film school? No, oh, that's a low oh. blow, Robin. Oh, just kidding, everyone. Shahir, uh, we love Shahir. Shahir is uh, not available, and he said, "You know what? I fucking hate Tina Fey, and I don't want to see her movie. This is the only podcast about the new Tina Fey flick, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot." Also, fun fact: I'm going to be lying about everything that Shahir says. Uh, for the rest of this episode. So anything I say he said, probably didn't say. Nope. But however, couldn't couldn't we we could all agree that Shahir could possibly say that yeah, he's not into this this Tina Fey this Tina Fey business, right? Um, sure. Because he cause, cause he is Shahir. So now now you don't know what exactly is true and what is not true. Hey, you never know. But um, yeah. So guys, thank you so much for filling uh filling the shoes sure. of our of our favorite New Zealander. Um, Anytime. So, uh, mate, is that what they say? No, they say no, mate? no, he's not going <laughs> to like that. It's not going to be good. Um, hey, so listen, he wants to do housekeeping up front now. Uh, Shahir, I hope you're listening. I hope we're making you proud. <laughs> you can email us listeners at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com to tell us what you think about Whiskey Tango Foxtrot or any of our other fabulous podcasts we've done. We just did one on, um, on uh what's it called youth. on youth thank you and you your favorite what? movie of last year yeah and uh <laughs> here's a here's a fun fun fact i listened to that podcast i went back and i listened and he likes the sound of his own uh, voice no i was so hung over the day we recorded that i was listening to my points and i was like you're 80 percent at, at, at like kill strike where you want to make your point to hear yeah. about this movie and then you just never get there like i just rambled like a fucking idiot uh <laughs> So you I kind of danced in circles a little I, bit. Shut up. I know. <laughs> I know. I, and it sucks too, because I love that film. And if we ever come back to it, if we ever do like a movie battle thing, I could fucking tear it up now. I'm sober. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking now. I'm not hung over now. No. Okay. You are big okay. difference. There's a difference, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Housekeeping over. Boom. What did you two think of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Robin, because this is uh this is a ladies movie. Oh, it's a ladies movie. I don't think it's a ladies film. movie. I think there's a lady in it. So let's go. You're here. What'd you think? No no spoilers yet. I'm still on I'm still on uh message here. Thank you. Okay. Well, I really I in the end enjoyed this movie. I felt like the first third of it uh really teetered along the lines of is this a comedy or is this a drama? And it really couldn't make its decision. But then once I felt like it made its decision, right. then I could settle in. I go, okay, now I'm along for the ride. And now I can enjoy the story. Uh, I am a big fan of Tina Fey. I've always, I've always been compared to Liz Lemon all my life. Yeah. Uh, or as long as 30 Rock has been on. Uh, I don't know, Matt, if you could attest to that. But I, I mean, I, I Sometimes uh, dancing, especially. <laughs> are you um, are you constantly high fiving a million angels? <laughs> uh, one more, more like one or two, not necessarily okay. a million. Uh, yeah, she you you dance you dance the way that Liz Lemon dances. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I can't dance, so you technically are better than me. But uh, I wanted to see this film not because it was Tina Fey, um. I doing Tina Fey. I wanted to see this film because I heard that she was taking on a more serious role. 
I heard that this was a, a a portrayal of a more serious story, and I wanted to see. All right, Tina, what can you do? And what you got, Tina? Yeah, let's 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 see let's let's, let's see what she can do. Um, you watch it to see her zingers, and as I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, okay, like uh, you know, it's Tina Fey being Tina Fey, and that's why we're all here. But over time, I guess I can get into this later. But I I I wanted to see her do something more with the role. Okay. And, um, but in the end, like once I feel like the tone of the film made its decision, then right. I could settle in with her as well as the rest of the story. And then in the end I was like, okay, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Gotcha. Steven. Okay. Hard to follow that up. I too enjoyed it. I don't think I loved it. I don't think it is. I think it is a good solid movie that, is kind of there. I don't, you know, uh, I don't think it's one I will be revisiting anytime soon. It's it 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 it, it falls into that category of, oh, this is a this is a good movie, but eh, who cares? Like I like <laughs> it's like it's it's fine. It's it's decent, but right. it, it it like I've seen it once, and I have gotten everything I need out of it. I think Tina Fey is she's uh, she's very good in it. She's great. She's the most fully developed character of of all of them. Uh, I definitely agree with the the tonal the tonal issues it has. Uh, I don't think it quite I don't think it quite figures it out until much much later. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know some of the 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 jokes that are there they kind of work. You've already seen them if you've seen the trailers. Like the big like mm-hmm. the big ones are like yeah, they're they're yeah. all there. Uh, and definitely don't go in expecting you know Tina Fey and Margot Rob uh, Margot Robbie buddy comedy in a war zone thing right, which right, I, which right, I, right. which I feel like not the trailers and uh, certainly some of their True. like a, like appearances have been like yeah they're going to get into wacky adventures they don't get into wacky adventures they, it's, no, it's the serious adventures no and, tr- adventures. and and trust me i've 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 had i've had i've had fantasies of Tina Fey and Margot Robbie like doing things and it's not necessarily this it's much much more pleasing but overall it, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a decent it's a decent movie that you know is it is what it is do they explain um subprime mortgages see I, if she had explained subprime mortgages or or, or the entire co- the history of the conflict of in of Af- Afghanistan the history of it from a bubble bath I think that would have been amazing like that's what this movie needed big short every movies. movie needs that every movie needs Margot Robbie in a bubble bath, drinking champagne, explaining away large trunk chunks of exposition. Well, let me ask you this, Steve. You brought up an interesting point about um about you, you know, you saw this movie once, and I think this is sort of echoes to you too, Robin. You mm-hmm. saw it once and you feel the no need to really see it again, right? That's fair right. to say from both of you? Uh I think if it was on TBS. Sure. Very funny. Um but the, <laughs> <laughs> Um Wow. Uh this is my question, and it's something that sort of Shahir and I have sort of wrestled with a little bit as to what makes a movie good and, and whatnot. But like this, I have no answer to this. I'm just this is a question: Is the fact that it was an okay time at the movies that you enjoyed, but never really have the desire to see it again? Does that have to be a strike against it? Does every film we does every film we watch have to be something where like I want to watch that again, or is it okay? And and it's sometimes wanted where it's like I had this experience and now uh, it's over and I can move on with all the other media debt that I've accrued. Mm. No, absolutely not. I feel like uh, 
in the present time of like whatever you experience, you experience. And do I feel like I want that time back? Absolutely not. I mm-hmm. felt like I had a good time when I watched it. And like I said, if it was ever on on a Saturday morning on TBS sure. and I'm just flipping through the channels, if I even had cable anymore, which I don't. Oh, you cord cutter. <laughs> um, we'll be going to Steve's house for uh, Game uh, of Thrones. Yay. Yeah. April 24th. But uh, if it's in the background, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked this. I could, I could have it in the background right, again. Right, 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 right. But is it, it is it giving a great message? You know, is it something that's going to make me think about it in the long run? Absolutely not. But does that make it a terrible film? Absolutely not either. Yeah. I have no problem with uh, single serving pieces of entertainment. Just like I have no problem with like just going to McDonald's and just like eating that and like, all right, I enjoyed that. And don't have to like, and I'm like, I all the McDonald's meals I have, they sort of blend into one another. And this movie kind of blends into the tapestry of my pop culture and movie, movie life. And that's, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying it as a, as a bad thing or a strike against. It's just, I can't, I feel like it's hard for me to go deeper into it. So that's like the, that's my reaction. Like, yeah, it's, okay. it's fine, but it's, um, it's kind of, it, it, it wears everything on its sleeve. And I appreciate that. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is, this is like, it will get some people thinking about, this the situation in Afghanistan sure. and our our quagmire wars that we were in were are is still continuing entrenched in right maybe a bit differently, but uh, unlike say Hurt Locker, which I feel like this may have been trying to like like there's definitely like oh she's addicted to this lifestyle just like Jeremy Renner was addicted. I don't think it I don't think it has the the staying yeah, power yeah, yeah. of say that film. For okay, instance. okay, no, I think I agree with both those points pretty much. I like. I really do enjoy single serving movies because uh, I don't know. It just it it you're, you everyone can't be a, a keeper in a weird way. Like it can't, right. it can't no and no nor every nor should everything be a keeper. Like no. like like uh, like I I remember a story that uh, that that you you said you had in in high, in college where uh, it was I think it was Bob Harris or something. He was like uh, you were at Nissa. Okay. Your, your, okay. Your, your summer camp thing. And Tell me it, some more about my life. I don't remember. <laughs> and they were, and you know, it was it was for kids, uh, yeah. like like media. No, I know what Nissa is. Well, I, no, yeah, no. But <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying you New were New York Summer School for the Media Arts. That's what New York was. Summer School for the Media Arts. You were, and they were showing them like all these like artistic fucking Louis Benwell right, films, right, and right. you were like. We're going to watch Wet Hot American Summer because you can't just have steak right. all the time. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and actually it was funny. Uh, they showed The kids showed me Wet Hot American Summer. I snuck them into the screening room and showed them the first Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and we got into a big fight about it. Uh, me and a wonderful, wonderful film teacher from Fitchburg State College and the runner of the NISA program at that time, Mr. Bob Harris, uh, taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, and I I bet you him and Shahir would hate each other. <laughs> um, but but he and I got into kind of an argument about like, because they were supposed these kids, these high school kids are taken to a college campus for a month and they're taught film video photo and um computer arts and it's a great program if you live in new york state it's still running i suggest if you have children that are interested in this or, or even you think remotely gifted it's a wonderful thing and you absolutely should should um should should apply to be in it um but it's these kids and every night they have like lectures they meet all these fucking cool artists and they have these projects they work on for a whole basically month and a half in the summer and the kids i was a counselor there and the kids get burnt out and I think that's the tr- true of everything. Like you just said, Steve, like if you if you just constantly eat steak or even filet mignon, like, yeah, it's going to get old. You mm-hmm. need that sort of McDonald's fluff nonsense uh, to kind of get it through. And actually, in the in the sense of this film, it is it is sort of that. But it's also and we'll get into it a little bit later. 
you can take more away from it if you want to, which right. is kind of nice. So, um, so it's like a fast casual restaurant, like yeah. Chipotle without the uh, without salmonella Chipotle, or whatever. It, it, it's it's the Chipotle of Tina Fey Afghanistan movies. Okay. Um, I would even say a sit-down Mexican restaurant, really. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Sit down Fair enough. Okay. So, like Taco Bell, um, <laughs> Taco Bell from Dem- Tina Fey movies. Taco Bell from Demolition Man, though. Maybe. Oh yes, dinner El- and dancing at Taco Bell. No, I'd say El Torito. Oh, I'm sorry. She's pulling some California no, shit. Yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. Well, that's enough non-spoiler <laughs> nonsense. Now, in about three, two, one, Tina Fey dies at the end. <gasps> Just kidding. What movie did you see? No, she doesn't die at the end. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to scare everyone all of a sudden. Uh, but you should have watched the film by now, people. We gave you a week, and now we talk about it. Thank so you. that's why we're here. Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot is the story of uh, I forget her first name. Baker? Kim Baker. Kim Baker. Thank you. Uh, played by Tina Fey, who is basically a pun or sort of a person who works in a newsroom, but like in the back desk that no one gives a yeah, shit about. A, cop- a copy editor, copy yeah. something or other. She just writes fluff pieces. Yeah, fluff yeah. pieces, and she's kind of sick of it. Her life's sort of average, humdrum, and then uh, she's they- she, she's all the over forty women you meet in New York City who are crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, well, uh, uh, I'm not gonna comment <laughs> I, on I, that. I, I, I was hoping for a reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she no uh, no. She's fabulous. She's, she's... <laughs> you know those fucking dumb people. They're great. <laughs> good save. Good save, Steve. Yep. Um, that's what I'm here for. Anyway, her editor comes to her because they're looking for war correspondents. And right, that's am I yeah, wrong? yes, yeah. The the war in the war in Afghanistan is spinning down, and they just want people to go and I think basically cover what's or left the of they're doing. And what, those who are available to go, the meaning those who do not have family. Yep, family, kids, uh, married, anything. Yes, and, and Tina Fey is in one of the fits that bill, and so she decides she wants to sort of just try something different and go do it, and it's sort of her growing pains. Of um of sort of becoming a war reporter, yeah, or war correspondent. Yes. Um. Now we were talked about the comedy a little bit, and Robin, you mentioned how like you you were waiting for it to fi- kind of find its uh its its actual voice its place. Yeah. yeah. Um. It doesn't, and and actually, I'm just gonna. I don't know if I'm giving it too much credit at this point because you're absolutely right. It's like it's serious. It's funny. It's serious. It's funny. What do you think about this? Da 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 da. And then it finally finds its place. Maybe two thirds or even three fourths through the movie, it kind of settles into itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might be stretching here, but maybe that was due to the fact that they wanted it to feel a little bit sort of off putting, back and forth, not sure about itself until like Kim was kind of sure about herself. Do you know what I mean? Like. It she she goes through the transition of becoming she goes from a desk job to a fucking war correspondent mm-hmm. and that is an awkward transition throughout the movie and then the the basically the the um not genre but sort of style of what the of how the movie is telling you a story is always sort of in flux from serious to comedy uh and then near the end it kind of settles so I wonder if that was a, a, a conscious decision maybe I'm reading too much into it by the people who made the film to be like, it's not going to quite know if it's what it feels like. And then as soon as Kim knows what she's doing out there and why she's doing it, it'll settle down. Or maybe that's a byproduct. I just felt like the, it was almost like the studio saying, um, we need Tina to be Tina. So we need to draw people right. in. So let's have her do some one line zingers and let's have her have some jokes just to keep the audience amused for the time being. I mean, luckily there wasn't uh, there. One thing I was glad about, and I was when I was when I first saw the trailer for this, I was super psyched because I was like, I want more roles for this, like Tina Fey, because I feel like I love right. what she does, but I also feel like I've seen 
Tina Fey be Tina Fey or Liz Lemon or, or you know, and she seems to be like a version of Liz Lemon sort of in, and I know it's based on her, but in most stuff. Yes. Um, and so yes. this, I was like, this is good. Like, I'm glad she's doing this. And, and to a and point, it's a great step for her. It is. I think, I think this is, this is her, I'm, this is what I'm hoping. It's like her stepping stone movie to kind of get out of that sort of pigeonhole. Yes. Like I she agree. still has one foot in the, in Liz's lemons, but, uh, right. it, it, she'll, she'll climb out. Uh, the, the, she'll always be there. And, the, and that's, and that's fine. That's fine. So apparently there were two directors, Glenn, uh, Ficarra and John Requa. Um, yes. Unfamiliar with them. What did they do? Mm, I don't know. But it was written by. Uh, <laughs> well, they directed this movie, but uh, but I believe more importantly, this was, this was written by Robert Carlock, who I think is her ma- writing partner. Her writing partner. Are, yes. they, are they married or something? Or no? and based off the book, no. uh, based off the book, The Taliban Shuffle: uh, Strange Strange Days in Afghanistan and Pakistan uh, by uh, by Kim Baker. Because Kim, Kim Baker's a real person. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, it 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 is good. Um, uh, on the on the on the on the points of the her finding her feet, her getting her getting her feet wet. Uh, having had many first days mm. in my in my in my career, which has spanned multiple different uh, you know jobs, jobs, I've, I've, and, I've, and going the Appalachian yeah, Trail and, and, and the and, Northwest, yeah, the Pacific Coast Trail, yeah. and and all these sort of things. I can to- I totally related to the like. How, how 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 do I how do I do this? How do I fit in? Trying to trying to like muscle and find find my place in this particular uh, in this particular area. And I actually re- I really appreciated that. Like it was played. I thought that was I thought the first half was a bit stronger than the second half oh, because because of that little bit of awkwardness. And Tina Fey is actually really good at that sort of like uh, like intelligent fish out of water going going to a place where like intelligence is not necessarily always what you need and it's things that she's not used to it's right like, right yeah. yeah so i like i thought that was very effective in 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 a good way of bringing in the audience right to to respond to her and so and so when so when during uh one of the uh, uh she they get they get attacked by some people on a, on a jeep and she runs out with a camera and she like she films it and and like and, and afterwards billy bob thornton who's in this movie by he the played, way he plays a general he plays a general he oh, plays he plays a great he plays a, gr- a great general but oh wait hold on you think he's a great general you don't like him as the general robin uh i, I, heard, I heard an oh god i'm sorry to interrupt what was off putting i mean this, this, this is a very minor thing and it, but it spoke to volumes for me it's just his frame and Physically, when I imagine the general, especially like he might have had the, uh, he might have had the personality for a general. But when I see when I saw him physically, I just thought like that is, he 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 was swimming in his uniform the entire <laughs> time. And that what and that are we in spoiler? Oh territory? yeah, we're way oh, beyond yeah, we're, that. Okay, but the one scene where he's on the elliptical machine and he, he he's in his sweatpants, I just saw someone very sickly. Oh, no. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw somebody who like, like the generals, like I, I always imagine like JSOC, the joint chiefs or, or whatever. And they're like, they're big guys. Cause they sit around all day and eat like really nice food. But Billy Bob Thorns, he's like out there, he's going on missions. He's, you know, he's so, so he's there with the guys and he's carrying like 80 pounds worth of gear. On yeah. him. So I, I, I see that, but I, I find it interesting. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I think because it was Billy Bob Thornton playing Billy Bob Thornton pretending to be a general, like. You know, yeah. yeah, he was he was he was kind of he's playing himself because like, Tina Fey was playing Tina Fey being a war correspondent with everyone's a bit more. everyone's kind of playing themselves in this movie. Yeah, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's playing the hot one. 
Uh, Martin Freeman's playing like no, British. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Actually, you're you know I you're right. Martin Freeman he was, was he playing. He was he was probably my favorite part of this movie, and he, we'll get yeah. to that in a little bit. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. Um, what we we were talking about? Uh, I, uh, no, I uh, I was gonna say that when when Billy Bob finally shows her a little bit of respect with Ura Baker, gets him. I was yep. like. Yeah, that that feels that's a that's a good triumph that, for me. I like I like that. Right good. after she texts the jumps out and films the stuff. Yeah, films that stuff. I I, um, I thought that, was, that that was really good. I'm like, I know that moment when like something clicks with my new boss and yep. it, it all it all and works. It feels so. good. I it think does. we've all had that moment at one point or another. Yes. <laughs> but I just wanted to see more of that relationship then. If like that's the right supposed to have, then that's what we should have seen more of. Although I did I my 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 favorite part of this film was her relationship with her her so-called fixer and or yeah. translator Fahim yeah I think his name was. that yes. that was my favorite part of the movie once it, it really concentrated on that relationship I I that's when I really got invested in this movie yeah but played by Christopher Abbott yes Fahim is. and he was wonderful yes he was but he was. Uh, I, like like I like I liked all of I liked all of the relationships she had I think she might have had too many because like oh I like like, like oh like oh I want you to yeah. I, like I want to I want to know more even more about Fahim I want to know even more about the general about uh, uh Kleppy I think is Martin Freeman's name but like it's so it's so like okay it's it's basically a greatest hits piece Ma- of Kleppy it's uh, of, I- yeah Ian McKelf okay I just I I wanted to see like even more of that and like and like in, in and even Margot Robbie who was like so. Like oh Margot Robbie's in this movie too. Like she shows up and they, and they do some things and there's no resolution to the relationship really. Like like okay it, it ends on a it ends on a sour note for them. But even even uh, like I feel like everybody else gets their their one moment towards the end of they're like okay we're you know they get redeemed and they they end on well I a feel different like they'll note. have their sort of closure moments like Margot Robbie's just didn't work out because it was sort of a typical thing there was, there's a funny moment in the in the trailer and in the movie where Margot Robbie pulls her aside she's like it's so great to have another woman on the base she's like listen you can and she does the whole thing she's like are you cool if I fuck your security detail and and that's right when. Uh, like, Tina she, Fey gets there and yeah, she's like just what? Arrived. she's like yeah no definitely you don't want Nick or whoever the fuck for yourself like okay no great she's like you're just so you know like you're in uh, uh, what's the name of the, the house you're in Kabul Kabul so they, they call it the Kabubble. Kabubble and the house that all the reporters at is kind of like a frat house it's a party it's totally, house it totally is what else are you gonna do there after your day jobs other than get fucking hammered like it's right. just yeah yeah you, you and you've survived yeah, right. yeah, yeah. so um and she's like you know in in uh, here you're, you know, back home. What are you like a six, maybe a seven? Here you're like a nine, and then Tina Fey does her one liner of, "What are you like a 15? And Margot Robbie goes, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, but but the whole point of that sort of uh, thing is the only reason that they were really friends was because they were bonding over sort of being the only. There was only a few women on the exactly on the mm-hmm. thing, and the second that uh, their relationship, their relationship was only as strong. And I've had friendships like this, only as strong as the the bindings that sort of put you together, either friends from work or college or things like yeah. When you're there and you're in the shit in that case in Afghanistan, but also even in like laxer things, you, you know, you become close with people, and then all of a sudden you're you're the not bursts. you're not right. forced to be with them anymore, and and then you you don't give a shit about one thing or the other. And at the end, Margot Robbie kind of not on purpose, but sort of on. Pur- I never thought this was malicious. She kind of takes over um, Kim's job, over Tina yeah, Fey's job of. at the station. Um, in a weird way, and 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 not in a way, the, and I don't think it was too mean hearted or mean spirited because she actually says a line when they finally confront each other back in New York. She's like, "You would have done the same thing 
and what don't forget about all the kind of shit you had to do there like uh you know say there's one point where she says uh she has an interview with the soldier and he says that uh he doesn't load his gun anymore and then he got right. like deported and moved and then he hit an ied and he's lost right. his legs like so like there's all these sort of moments. It's basically like, I don't think Margot Robbie's character was in the wrong in that sort of scenario. Cause I do think, uh, it, it, at when she took, uh, Kim's job, because at, at one point before she kind of had her sort of comeuppance moment of like, what do I want to do with my life? Uh, mm -hmm. she would have done the exact same fucking thing to her moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not debating that. Like I would like, I totally understand her. I just like, I guess I wanted more, from the relationship afterwards because like gotcha. it was like it was, that it was, was the end of it yeah the, like and it's like it felt like kind of like a uh, like a soft puttering up yeah. the bubble burst but yeah, it, it's the, like more deflative than burst, burst. but yeah the, but one um the we, we we touched on it for a second uh mcleppy martin freeman uh i was shocked as fuck that i liked his character as much as i did and they do a really fun sort of turn with him when basically Margot that Robbie was, and, yeah. and Tina right. Fey sort of meet up and she's like, oh, we're going to go meet up Ian with Ian. Don't fuck Ian. Don't get involved with Ian. Ian's a piece of shit. And the Ian uh, uh, Martin comes in and he's... Uh, what did he, he say to her? He said something really, really nasty. Really douchey it was, nasty. It was really bad. Uh, oh. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he comes off as a super prick. Right. And right. then gradually, like you're sort of thinking that maybe Tina Fey is going to get with her security guy, like, cause he's nice and he's super hot and, and he has an accent and he has an accent. He's from Australia or is he? Um, <sighs> and then as this movie goes, you kind of find out that, that, uh, the security guy is kind of a, uh, not a dick, but just sort of a, a liar. He's from Canada and he puts on a fake Australian accent to sound tougher. He's the real douchebag. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and it turns out that Ian, uh, is actually like a pretty good he's guy. A decent guy. He's a yeah. decent guy. He's, uh, he, he's a decent guy. He like offers to split, uh, uh, split, you know, split, a, split a story with, uh, with Kim. It doesn't really go that way. Also, he kind of, kind of breaks that, but you know, he's, you know, he's, he's a complicated character. I actually really liked him. And I, it, it I, also I, again, I wish there was more time. It builds too. like, he does. It's not like a one moment thing. Like where you feel like a lot of rom-coms where someone like turns around, like it's a slow sort of grind that he comes through and becomes right. uh, her, basically her love interest for the movie. Uh, and, and their relationship is surprisingly sweet. I was, I was shocked how like, that was uh, very well developed. It was super yeah. well developed. Uh, and a nice turn that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I I completely forgot that like, oh yeah, Martin Freeman's in this movie. I know oh, I did what? too. <laughs> oh shit. That dude, I'm I'm so glad he's not chained to um to to Bilbo. Or, I'm still calling or, him Bilbo, like all the time. Oh, I think British office. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, I see him. I don't know. He's not in Peter Jackson's basement anymore. Um, <laughs> so that's good that he can kind of move on. Or or he's Arthur Dent. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah. Oh uh, man! Arthur, Arthur Philip Dent? Yes. <laughs> Arthur Philip Dent from Green Bay, Essex, England? Yes. You're a really big jerk. That's the Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. Read the book. Don't see the movie. Um. Yeah, but I, I agree. Overall, other than that relationship, all her relationships felt kind of just like there were too many of them to develop in a right. in mm -hmm. a right and and, in the time. and and like and like Tall Brian, who I feel like came through in the end. You know, tall Brian, not short Brian, because short Brian is, well, well, he's dead, and that's and that's awkward. But tall Brian, her, her, basically her cameraman, like he comes through in a clutch right there at the end, and like I think he maybe said like three lines or something yeah. like that, and I'm like, well, this seems like a very important 
thing for you. Like I like I certainly know having been on shoots, like the relationship with your cameraman is super important. Right. And if you're on the same wavelength, things just go so much smoother. Yeah. Uh and speaking of some other people that are in this movie, I gotta give props to uh Fahim Anwar, uh one guy code alum <laughs> on on my show. Uh Fahim I've worked with uh for a season of Guy Code. We did some sketches and obviously sat in the chair and and basically talked about his life. Uh he, I'm so fucking happy to see him in this movie. That was a nice surprise. A, he, I, even, you know, he, I, I knew this when we worked even on like bullshit sketches about like in the future, everyone has Jerry curls, right? <laughs> uh, it was, that was the future of racism where like everyone right, was all that. mixed, but the, like the Jerry curl was such a strong gene. It was like the year, whatever. It doesn't matter. Very, uh, can check out Geico <laughs> yeah. season five. Um, but uh, he was a great actor in those things and very sort of professional. And now, I mean, now he's sort of making the, the next logical steps to go. He was always so fucking prepared and funny. And I'm very happy to see him in a prominent role. He played um, he played the guy uh, who was, I believe, um, how do you make it? Margot Robbie's um, Margot Robbie's. Uh, this is interesting. Okay, I'm gonna focus oh, yeah, all, all right. Mar- You know how Tina Fey had her Fahim played right. by Christopher Abbott. That Fahim being the name of a character in the movie. Fahim <laughs> Anwar from Guy Code uh, played uh, what was his name? It was her fixer, uh, Jawed, and he oh, was yeah, her Jaweed. fixer. Okay, all right. Who I eventually uh, meets a untimely end? I believe. Right. right? Yeah. During a based during... on a lead for uh, tribal ties, right? Yes. Right. They, yes. Were, they were going for a larger story, and, and right. that should hit the fan. Uh, anyway, glad to see him, Alfred Molina. Always right. a pleasure to see like, him. Like I, I know, I know they wanted. Like I know he was skeevy, and he was supposed to be like kind of like a like a, a crooked guy. I can't, I can't hate Alfred Molina. I can't. I, I know. Like, 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 like I, like I know he was like kind of like the villain, like the bad guy. But like even when he actually plays an actual bad guy, like in Spider Man Two, I'm like, I, I, I love you, Alfred Molina. You're yeah, so, yeah. You're so, you're so great. Uh, he was. Uh, I like. I, I, I spent half the movie going. Wait, who is that? Because he's got the big bushy beard well, and everything. I'm like, well, ask, oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's 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 Doctor Octopus. Not that not that the three white people in the room should be talking about race, but what race is Alfred Molina? I have no idea. I I, I don't know. And he's probably, not probably wouldn't comment. He's otherwise. not from a, like any sort of Afghanistan. Right. He could be. I'm Eastern. guessing no. Uh, yeah. I so I, I found that an interesting choice, especially in in this day and age of of, of in a post Oscars slash God of Egypt world Ugh. that they cast Alfred Molina in that role. Not that he did a bad job. No, he did a fantastic job. But yeah, I, w- I was definitely I, w- I was feeling that a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much race that I I based on him. It's more. I, I guess I give him more of like the um. Uh, I equate him with like kind of like Stanley Tucci. I remember when like Matt and I were watching Spotlight. And we always go, oh, yeah. oh, this guy's always so good. Like, what's his name? And that's what I feel makes I a great I, actor. When you don't yes. know their name right when off the bat. you don't know right. their name and they just become their character. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and he, he always does. He's great. And and as, as a Stanley Tucci. Best, yeah. thing, best yeah. part about The Hunger Games. But really. I don't think I'll ever know Alfred Molina's name. I just know I'm like, oh, that guy, he's really good. And then whoever character he, he plays, that his, that is who he is in that movie. Dr. Octopus himself. Spider-Man 2. Exactly. Always. Or yeah. Spider-Man 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Steve, you brought up a point before, uh, or maybe it was Robin. You guys can fight over this. Uh, this movie, while, while the Happy Meal of, of sort of works. The Chipotle burrito. Sorry, the Chipotle burrito of Afghanistan, Tina Fey war movies. Um, do you 
think that this is something that, and we we mentioned this already, but how do you think this is something that could actually be good for for sort of, um, I guess, knowledge of what's going on over in the Middle East? Do you think it can? Do you think it it has enough of an impact to sort of matter? Not that I think they're going for it. I don't think they're going for like a check out what's going on. But like, I do feel like, and it actually kind of happens in the movie. Eventually, Tina Fey. Uh, their her news network kind of calls her back and we're like we can't really afford to keep you there nothing's happening with the war like the war is stagnating um and it's kind of still stagnating now in real life like do you think this could have any sort of positive effect on that just sort of getting it in front of people again because people have kind of for people even reference it as like the forgotten war right i think what what answered the big question for me is um as I keep hearing about uh, throughout the years, journalists being kidnapped and beheaded and right. uh, scared the shit out of me. Uh, there, there's a, there is this part of me that always wonders why the hell do they keep going out there? Why the hell? Like, if I, for me personally, this is just me personally. Like, if I was in that uh, profession uh, and I mean, for a living, I do go out and I interview people for a living and I get their perspective on things and I love it. But uh, when it comes to something taking that step, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the what answered the question for me, that question for me, was that scene. Uh, and my favorite scene in the movie is when she is um, talking or when her fixer uh, basically says, you know, when I was a doctor. Uh, he tells a story about a patient coming in with his son's broken arm, but then the father actually just stole all the morphine instead. And he said that, and then he basically tells her that this becomes a drug for you and people become addicted to these natural highs. And I can't work with you anymore because I feel like you are addicted. And that to me was like, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, that might not be for all journalists. I no, but I mean, you not speak to that. You stay in Crazy Town long enough, you, it, it'd be impossible not to be sort of influenced by it. Huh. And then, and then, you not only do you become accustomed, but like he even brings it up in a very even before Tina Fey is like, could you give me the American answer of this? Because he's like dancing around the subject while she's <laughs> trying to work. Right. Um, he's being very like polite about it. He's like, you know, in these war situations, your body uh, it produces dopamine and 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 the equivalent of sort of morphines and things like that. And and, and I know you would love that because I love I know that you love so much like scientific explanations. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, but it's true. Like your body, no matter what, you know, you're happy, sad, whatever. That's just a squirt of chemicals in your brain, and eventually your body's going to get used to it, just like any chemical being you know affecting your physiology. Mm, right so you. it definitely does happen like a hundred percent i can see this happening and i and i imagine because this is kim baker's story she wrote mm -hmm. it this happened it's real it can happen just like i think soldiers and war journalists alike i think it could happen uh you just you sort of get used to it and you get addicted's a weird word to be like addicted to something that your body produces i think people use the word addiction and they, it's like always like an outside source like you're addicted to cigarettes you're addicted right. to alcohol you're yeah but in in, the, in this case she's addicted to the rush of be, of being over there right. because it produces right. such a yeah, yeah. the endorphins it produces um and it's something that i never really thought about before um and so that's good i mean i look i like a movie that will 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 show me something new and something that i haven't really seen a lot of uh and i liked I liked that it sort of brought that up. That's something that seems obvious to me, but I never would have thought about. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, sort of an important thing of it. And then she finally sort of overcomes it um, and tries to sort of get out a little bit, but it's only after, I'm trying to remember, correct me if I'm wrong, it's only after 
Martin Freeman's character uh, goes on a dangerous mission, gets hijacked and kidnapped. Yeah. But then, then he comes back and then she turns him and she goes, you know, this isn't normal. Normal. Right, he's right. just ready to go right back out there again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. And then she goes back to New York and he stays, uh, he stays there. And the movie, uh, I know we're, we're getting to the end, but we'll jump back and forth all around. The movie kind of ends on a very, uh, I like the end of the movie. I like, I like the end. It's, it, it ends on a very castaway kind of note like oh she's now she's standing at the crossroads what's she gonna do and it and again it ends on a on a very she's a news anchor and right. yeah. she uh he and, and she's about to be uh interviewing him for his new book or something like six months or a year down the line from when she left uh afghanistan and uh it's like that split screen on a news station and then there's just like hey i'm gonna be in new york uh in a couple weeks we should get a coffee like oh great and like then they're like sort of sitting there and like it's all that knowledge you have she doesn't of, even right. answer him they just stare at each other yeah uh that was kind of sweet i guess that was a good cap yes. on their stuff um i'm trying to think of anything i ostensibly didn't like about that movie because i feel like we're saying a lot of positive things right. i uh i can't think of much but i also can't think of things like i really like i really loved so uh, yeah, like it, the the uh, the uh, the harp the heartbeat of this film was very it's like it's like nice and steady it, it wasn't it wasn't rushing it wasn't it didn't act, it, you know it moved along at a nice pace it was never really slow it never really felt super engaging right, to me right. I, it, it was like I was like okay now you know okay I think I know what this is gonna happen this character is this this is like I like I was looking at it as like a kind of a slightly less funnier version of the Sandra Bullock movie, Our Brand is Crisis, which deals with a lot oh, of the right, same, which, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like American white lady goes to a foreign country, has to, uh, uh, you know, acclimate and has to deal, deal with the situation. But then that, that movie was, I think, funnier, and, but ended on a very weirdly serious note. Mm. And, uh, I, and again, on a, uh, on a serious, like, on a, like, will she, won't she, what's her, what's her future, future right. plan thing. So, um, I lost my I lost my. That's okay. We were Just talking about we were talking about things that uh, if we <laughs> didn't like specific things about the movie, I I can't think of one. I mean, it was uh, it looked good. No 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 shot or or image blew my mind, but it was clean. I always knew what was going on. The action was cut well. The very little action that there sort of was. Um, the the uh, the editing was fine. It was unobtrusive yeah. and therefore well done. Yeah, it was a, it was a very it was a very competently made movie. Completely well done, written, acted. Just but. I can't say it was like, oh, this is such a great movie. The only That's the magic thing. moment for me was their relationship, was Tina Fey and, and Martin Freeman's relationship. That was really the only magical sort of thing for me. In, it. in her relationship with her. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and that that was my favorite. We'll talk about that, Robin. So then he leaves. Her her handler sort of says, you're addicted to this. I'm not going to be your handler anymore. I can't do it. Because like he invited her to her, her, her wedding, wedding and all that stuff. And then uh, talk about how that relationship sort of ends. Uh. I mean, basically, you know, they, they leave for how, how long were they apart? I, like a year. I mean, he had two daughters by that time. By the time they reunited. So it must have been more right. than a year. So yeah. she, she went back home to New York to try to convince the, the new boss of the network to keep her on. Jerry Jones, by the way. Yes. Always great. Always great. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was the president of the United States in 24, yeah, right? Yes, she was. Yes, Wait, absolutely. So I know why. Sorry. First, I was like, how did he have two daughters in the time? Because she didn't go back for even, she went back for like a couple months or even right. a month. He, he left her years before. Because she. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tina yeah. was supposed to go there for three weeks. And three then, months. Three, three months. months. And then she. Three years later. Yeah. Then she right. stayed for three years. She broke up with her boyfriend because her boyfriend was cheating on her back in the States. Josh Charles. I love you. Um, and yeah. So he, she, he, but he left like after year one. Mm hmm. Anyway, yeah. that makes sense to me. Continue. I'm sorry. 
Uh, so she, she finally like, comes back. Yeah, and she finally comes back, and he, and he is there to greet her. Like he's back, do you know, uh, working for her. And uh, towards the end, like it's now she understands. Like now, this is my time to leave. Like after she frees her uh, Martin Freeman. Oh, her Martin Freeman. Her Martin Freeman. Uh, her 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 love interest. Her ring of power. She realizes this wow. isn't normal. It's time for me to go. But they have this wonderful moment at the airport because they're not allowed to touch each other publicly. Men and women in Afghanistan. Men and, yeah, yeah, men and women. So they have this moment where he helps her with her suitcase, and they both just grab the handle, and without touching one another, but touching I one another they, through. Like, very briefly. Very like, briefly, maybe touch, but they just like give each other, like look each other compassionately in the eyes and have their goodbye that yeah, way. Yeah, that was great. And that was beautiful. I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. 100%. Um, God, I'm trying to think if there's anything I really didn't like. I mean, this is not the movie. This is you not. You didn't like Billy Bob Thornton's body, and I'm sorry, Robin. <sighs> could, could anyone play that role? I don't know. Like, It's just like, oh, here's Billy Bob Thornton like playing a general. Billy Bob Thornton in it up. Yeah, he's yep. just being Billy Bob. Uh, this is not so well. the movie's fault whatsoever. It's just, it just bothers me when, uh, I'm really glad that Martin Freeman is age appropriate for Tina Fey in this movie, but I, it really pisses me off as a 30 something. Now I'm heading into my mid thirties. It just pisses me off now when I see the other way, rather the lead character being a male and the, the, uh, love interest is, you know, 10, 15, 20 years younger. Right. That, uh, that's just, that's starting to get to me. And, but uh, conversely, you know, he has to be age appropriate for Tina Fey. That just, it's weird. And I know that does that. Uh, I know that that happens. uh, And that's good. I'm trying to think of the other example. There was one recently that someone was like, oh, yes, I was so happy that they were age appropriate uh, in some movie recently. Uh, I mean, James Bond is the most recent one or the most uh, talked about. Yeah, but that was like a five minute scene. It was a five minute scene. That's what pissed me off even more. I'm like, oh, come on. I I feel like Monica Bellucci didn't actually factor into the story no, at all no. after that. But I was the like, first but- Bond girl, the first Bond girl in any Bond film doesn't doesn't factor in unless she dies and he has to solve a mystery. Yes. Um, fuck, what was that other... Ah, it doesn't fucking... Uh, I, 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 I feel like it's... There's more, more age appropriateness between leads is happening, but it's still like the, the, the problem of the insanely younger and a very, very, very attractive female for our, you know, our sensitive sensitive white white male character is still white male writer character that's my favorite no no that's my favorite shitty trope is the movie (laughs) that's about a dude who's a writer that like finds the manic pixie dream girl because it's just like you're you realize what you're doing right writer like writer of the writer right Oh, I, I hate stories about writers. That's um, that's why I never make them. Spotlight. Granted, no, there was there was no manic <laughs> exactly. pixie dream girl in right. Spotlight. Uh, journalism was the manic pixie dream girl in Spotlight. Boom, put it on the back of the box. Um, <laughs> but it's great too that like you know that there were Hollywood like you know are trying to make more leads for female strong female leads. Blah blah blah. But um, to your point, Steve, what you talked about earlier, woman over forty, uh, quote unquote crazy. Um, I mean, no, he saved that. Remember how well he <laughs> saved it? I, I, I did save it very well. He saved I it. could, I could have said woman over 40, more likely to die in a terrorist attack but than get married. That's a huge point that Tina Fey makes in her book, Bossy Pants. She has this whole excerpt about, um, she had this, she had this really interesting chapter 
about whether or not to have a second a second child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now she winds up actually doing it. But this okay. is, I think, before she actually had her second kid. But she says that she, know, knowingly, that if she has a second child, she's going to put a lot of jobs at risk because it's going to delay production of 30 Rock. But she also talks about, like, she just needs to prove to Hollywood that women over 40 can continue to work yes. and be relevant. And, you know, because she keeps hearing in writers rooms, in meetings like, oh, how about this person? How about this person? Like women over 40 or 50. And the 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 word always comes back. No, so and so is crazy. That, That woman is crazy. That is the term that is always used. Crazy. Okay. You know who's not crazy? Jennifer Lawrence. That woman can play any age. <laughs> any age whatsoever. Um, but- any age. <laughs> but any age. However, however, any age. <laughs> however, it will be. It will be. And I do. And I do. And I do apologize. I've. Oh, no, I'm. No, no, I'm popped no, no. up on on cold medicine Bad right now. Bad Steve. But uh, but uh, but I will say. I'm curious as when Jennifer Lawrence in like 15 years, because she's yes. like 25 right now. What what the roles available to her will be because. Outside of being like, okay, yes, she's very, she's very attractive, but she's also very talented and, and, and to to like, and to like put her into just like suddenly throw her into the matron roles, like the old, uh, like, uh, like, like the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 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 those kind of deals would be a disservice to her because there's a lot of life after 40. There's a lot of life. There's a, there's a lot of life left in a lot of people and they, sh- and we, sh- as long as you stay home and don't let anyone see your old body. Yes. A hundred percent. Everyone, every, old people should be heard and not seen. And, uh, yeah, that's why when I turn 40, I'm just never leaving my apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. By then I hope that we do have an intranet and I don't have to leave the apartment. I can right. just plug in some VR stuff. Uh, right. Oculus rift. Uh, take me away. Um, no, it I, yes, I, and it's kind of this is even going back to like Oscar So White and and just all all sorts of stuff. Like we are starting to see progress in all of these areas, but you know it's a slow fucking burn. It's it it is slow, and and, and the work the work Tina Fey is doing is yes is, is, is helping that along. I'm very curious. Uh, we are sort of starting to slowly see you know things turn around a little bit, but also and and I don't know if this is the cynic in me. But like, have we seen sort of either race or age or whatever or or sex? Haven't have we seen that sort of like, oh, things are getting better. Look, they're getting better. We're reporting how everything's getting better, and then no one pays attention because something sexier comes along and it kind of drops back down again. Like, has that wave, <laughs> like the war? <laughs> has that wave? Yeah, has that wave happened before? Or am I just sort of making that up? I mean, I feel like if it did, I was too young for it. I feel you know what I in feel, terms of what in terms of like. How do I put it? Like, uh, okay, I mean, this is a weird example, but like Holly Berry winning, she won an Oscar, yeah, right? Yeah, she Mon- did. Monsters Ball, Monsters Ball. So that seemed like this is a turning point. Like, holy shit! Like, this is great. First African American woman to win an yeah. Oscar, yeah, win Best and, Actress Oscar. Yeah, yes, and yes, I'm yes, not yes. saying that like it, it, it's all based on you know whatever what films are out, what who's doing whatever, but like it's also we, we know the problem is casting, not necessarily Oscars. The Oscars is a is a is a symptom, not the disease. Uh, like that happened, and then I feel like there was like yay, and then down, and then well, she did Catwoman. I mean, well, I'm not talking about her. I'm not <laughs> yeah. talking about her specifically. Right. I'm talking about African American women. Let's say in this example in Hollywood, that ruined it for all African Americans. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I, I'm curious to see. I'm I'm hoping what I, my point of this is. I'm hoping that 
it continues this upward trend that it's doing. I hope that more people like Tina Fey and Tina Fey too, continuing doing this sort of pushes this shit forward because I mean, this sounds the weirdest. I mean, no, it doesn't. It, it, you know, it's, it, it's not even weird that this doesn't sound weird. I'm sick of seeing white dudes doing weird shit that white dudes don't do. Like, I don't want to see a white dude playing another race. I don't want to see fucking Jake Gyllenhaal playing the goddamn Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. Or I Jamie Lannister or playing. Or Jamie Lannister playing Set or Raw or whoever the <laughs> yeah, fuck he's playing. Like, if the story has to do, I, I'm sick of, I'm sick of seeing white Jesus. Like, in yeah. general, in religious iconography, like, mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't white. He, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, let's let's just I just hope it continues on because this just variety in film and in stories is what's going to make stories more opportunity. Right. Oh, yeah. More, more universal, more too. universal as a as a white male. If there's a Afghanistan, uh, a guy from Afghanistan in a lead role of something, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to see that movie. Like, and I'm not talking about a movie set in Afghanistan. I'm talking about uh, the next, uh, I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves is a great John Wick, and I don't want to take it away from him, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> some action movie. If, I can't remember his name, uh, Saeed from Lost. Yeah. I will see any fucking film that you man is him. in, or, but I would love to see him fucking helm something. I'd love to see him star in a thing. Like, uh, it just, I don't know. I just, I want to see more diversity because shit's getting stale. I mean, yeah. that's the, that's the, and that, that might be a selfish reason for me. Like, I yeah. want to see more diversity because I'm sick of, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe more in television. I feel like there's, there's starting to be a lot more diversity. Well, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Film has come a long way. And I feel like that's why, maybe that's why television is doing so well. Yeah. It television, could be a reason. So good. Yeah, television so is, well uh, right hey, now. I got to go back to youth. Youth even, youth says so many wonderful things about how society works in youth. They mention how, like, uh, how television is sort of the new film like because they're like oh no right. that's television's like no television's like the important thing now. yeah right? and the jane fonda scene yeah uh yeah, i love so, that movie i'm with you babe yeah i know no i know and so is i haven't every... seen the movie so i can't i oh, can't wow. be sure if i didn't this. let vince borrow it like i said i was gonna do that podcast i would have let you borrow shit it. i forgot your... <laughs> did you break you forgot my fucking uh, movie? I forgot your movie steve i let borrow winter soldier like nine years ago and yes nine i understand that ago. breaks the time the time space uh, I'm sorry I was sick I'm, I'm, I'm addled right now oh. I apologize damn it so let's see what, what you're blaming your illness on is sexism and forgetting my blu-ray <laughs> yep okay sick um <laughs> all right we're gonna nitpick a little bit more okay so the title I know that they really struggle with the title of this film they had a, a bunch of different versions oh yeah uh yeah they did they're, they kept playing with it but like whiskey tango foxtrot they mentioned whiskey once. Well, uh, I mean, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot well, is the NATO military alphabet. So oh, it's, well, then I stay corrected. So it's WTF. So it's what the fuck? Basically, Ooh. that's what it. That's what that, that, that's what it stands for. That it's went completely over my head. Common military parlance, I do believe. Wow. Boom. We can all learn something from everyone. Yeah. Happy shiny people. I didn't know. I knew that that was military uh, military jargon, but I did not pick up that it was what the fuck, which is actually super clever. Um, and I'm not saying that ironically. I think it's super clever. Um, all right. I guess. Um, I, I mean, final thoughts. We kind of we kind of hit it. I, I uh, Steve, if you had to sum this, I think this is more fun. Oh, no, this is more fun. Oh, oh, so we all, everyone knows our opinions of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. want everyone, don't do an accent, but I want everyone to 
say in a couple sentences what you think Shahir's review of this movie would be. <laughs> oh. You can't do the accent. Because I know none I, of you motherfuckers, including me, can do Shahir's beautiful, beautiful I, accent. I could not I could never play Shahir's accent. Like I know but, but yeah. Um hold on, give me a minute. Robin, you got this. What would Shahir think about this movie? Channel channel your inner film student. Oh God. I mean, if he was teaching a class on this right now, he would say, I feel like Shahir would go I feel like I don't I don't he wouldn't be I don't think he'd be disappointed. I just feel that he would not enjoy it, but expect and, and expect not to like it. Sure. Uh, sure. So but knowing that, what would he say right now? If I said Shahir, final thoughts. Oh God, what would he say? I love how no one can do it. Shahir, your shoes are unfillable. Oh wait, I got something. Okay, Steve. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Matt, is trying to be a war satire, but really, if you want to watch a war satire, you like it's it's trying to be mash, but uh, these these directors are not as good as Robert Altman, who is one of the best directors of all time. So you should go see Mash instead. You you did. Oh, I, you know what? Good. That's not, good. That was good because like yeah, he, he does tell us the movies that are better than the one we're looking at. <laughs> oh, uh, always. I love it though because that it makes my film library grow, much like Rita's staff does to all of her monsters when she fights the Power Rangers. Um, Make my knowledge grow. That was a deep cut. Wow. Uh, I know. I, I, I don't think, think I don't think Shahir would not appreciate that. No, no. Oh, and uh, oh god, I had an Avengers tie-in earlier about something the Vision <laughs> said, and I we talked through it. Um, uh, I was born yesterday. Uh, no, uh, the the No, fuck, I lost it. I had a Vision tie-in to this goddamn movie. <laughs> um, oh well. Oh, well. No, I, I think overall, if if you haven't gathered yet, uh, if you like Tina Fey, see the movie. If you like... What, what, what was that? I don't know. No, I mean, yes. If you like Tina Fey, go see the movie. I I went in knowing that, like I said before, I went in knowing like I wanted to see her do something different. And she and does to a point. She, yeah. I, like and we said, one foot in the... One foot, one in, the foot in. She's. Th- this is a good stepping stone. This is not a full-blown, I'm coming out, here I am... I'm I'm more than teen, I'm more than Liz Lemon. I'm more than Tina Fey. Right. Right. I am an act like th- I'm yet to for her to say like I am an actress and not she, I am writer, actress, comedian. Is Tina she unbreakable? Fey. Uh it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Season two coming back. Can't wait. Incredible Kimmy Schmidt. Um Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I, 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 will, I will say because this is a movie that, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure of all, like, some of her other comedies. Like, I think she may have written some of them, but I know this was not written by her and it was written by her writing partner, sure, but she didn't have a hand in it. So I, like, I think she does well handling other people's words and other people's direction. And as you say, it's an excellent stepping stone. It's like, okay, it bridges the, it bridges the comedy and the drama. It's a dramedy. I think ultimately it depends. It decides it's more of a drama at the end. Yes. Yeah. 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 Can we think of this last week? Any other movie we would have rather seen that's like new? I mean, I kind of want to see Zootopia, but I've heard good things about Zootopia. I've heard good good things about Zootopia. Um, No, no, this this is is a a fine film filled with you know maybe not the most deep of. deconstructions that uh the only movie podcast has ever given to sure, a film sure. but uh for a for a time for a time in the theater it's it's 
absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's fine. So go check it out. If you got the time and the bucks and the Tina Fey love, go see this movie. And uh, otherwise, you could catch it on uh, on a on a TV's channel, or I'm sure HBO or Netflix will grab it uh, eventually. Uh, so you Absolutely. can see it there too. So mm-hmm. that would be good. And I can't remember how I was going to tie the vision to this fucking movie. Okay, Steve, help me out here. All right, uh, is there a hammer involved? Just pick up the hammer and no, give it a uh, uh, worthy no explosions. Uh, no explode. Well, there's explosions in both Age of Ultron and well, and well, I was born. Um, because a thing is, uh, but a, th- a thing is not beautiful because it lasts. That's what it was, Steve. Yeah. So fucking much. <laughs> we were talking about films in the beginning and, and, and how it's okay for things to not be something that you want to last forever. In a, in a movie's case, watch over and over and over again. And like Vision says in Age of Ultron, Avengers: Age of Ultron, <laughs> a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. And that's how I'm gonna leave this. Uh, and, and, and you know what, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go out on a song and I don't even know what it is yet. Uh, but it's going to be about beauty. Uh, I'm going to have to have something to word beauty in it. So that'll pot up by the end of this. I'm, I'm very excited that you remembered that. She, uh, well, Shahir, see, I thought you were no! him. I thought you were him. I almost said Shahir. <laughs> wow. That is a privilege and an honor. I believe. Wow. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. If you, uh, like I said in the beginning, if you want to give us your thoughts on whiskey, tango, foxtrot, or any of the other films you've seen, hit us up at only at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, which we check all the time. I'm sick of Shahir saying, <laughs> yeah. oh, we sometimes go there. We, I live there. He does. Uh, uh, I, I believe you also have a Twitter account. Only movie pod. Sure. Let's Stop go with that. Right. That seems Just good. Just search for it. Shahir's I don't the know. adult. I don't know what to do. Robin, where can people find you? Uh, let's see. If you want to see pictures of my dog, Hops, you can go to at Robin L. Foster. <laughs> R-O-B-I-N-L-F-O-S-T-E-R. So cute. Uh, and Twitter at Foster Child R underscore 32. Yes, we've made fun of the fact that you're the 32nd foster child. You you love that one. You were so happy when you got that, didn't you? I was really proud of that, yeah. (laughs) Steve, what about you, buddy? Uh, You can find me talking about movies like Whiskey Tango Foxtrot over at... At my alma mater! At samenightmoviereview.com Twitter, the same night movie. Uh, Yeah, really, just go over, come check it out. We got some old videos of Matt being goofy. I was going to say, we have our little 10-year anniversary this last Friday. We did. Uh, actually, it wouldn't be the last Friday. The Friday uh, before. like No, the, for, uh, Friday, March 4th. Yes, but when they listen to okay, this, yes. it won't oh, be. Yeah, it was very recently, 10 years. Steve and I have been making videos and podcasts and commentary about movies for the better part of 10 years. And uh, you might ask, how can this be the only movie podcast? Uh, well, I don't know. Why, why, how can you be the only version of you? Uh, it was it was it was like Highlander. A wizard other. did it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can go check out the first film we reviewed was Ultraviolet. If you search "same night movie review Ultraviolet" on YouTube, you will see a young, very drunk, very angry me give the worst movie review of his life and end it in a very uh, let's call it a final way. <laughs> oh, it's very final. Um, and so you can find me there if you want to look at me ten years ago, or you can find me at Emperor MSK on Twitter, uh, Skeletor the number four P R E Z on Instagram. Instagram or www.mattheewkrol.com if you'd like to see my life and works. Uh, guys, this has been the only podcast about Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. It may actually be the case. I'm sick of that. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Of course it is. I, we know it is. We no, know no. it is. <laughs> and it's not a slight to the movie. It's just I don't know why more people don't talk about movies. 
I, you would think it's a big thing. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. You because television is more important. More oh, important. there's so popular. many television podcasts. Yeah. So many. Oh, my uh, God. I think I'm going to. Can't gonna, listen to them all. I think I'm going to just have to go uh, listen to a, a podcast. Of, ooh, we should do a podcast about Buffy. That's ooh. a whole other thing. Anyway, guys, thank happened. you so much for listening. Until next time. Uh, hey, Steve, what do we normally say on Same Night Movie Review? Drink till the movie's good. That's right. Shahir. Get your fucking ass home. Bye, Shahir. Bye, Felicia. Bye.